Welcome to the Bleeding Blue and Yellow podcast, a podcast covering your favorite crew featuring Peter and David Go. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us on today's bonus episode of the Bleeding Blue and Yellow podcast. I'm David Go here, your co-host, and I'll just be here by myself today uh, to record this short bonus episode. We're just going to take a look at the Red Series um, as they just capped off an extremely important series, and they're heading into a series with the Cardinals that will decide their fate going into the postseason. So we want to bring you a little bit of extra content here, knowing that this is going to decide what ultimately happens with the Brewers going into October. So we will be looking at the the, the series that they had. They fell two out of three to the Reds, and then going into the five-game series with the Cardinals. So let's just go ahead and get started right away. On Monday night, they, they faced off with Cincinnati. Uh, all three of the games took place at Great American Ballpark on the road. Brandon Woodruff and Luis Castillo went against each other uh, on the mound. This was a little bit of a tough game. Woodruff, he was one pitch away, really, from going six scoreless, and on his 100th pitch of the game, he allowed a two-run shot to Eugenio Suarez kind of a, a demoralizer. Woodruff had an otherwise excellent start, but he left a fastball out over the plate. Suarez able to um, take the elevated fastball and hit it over the, the fence to left center. That was really a momentum shifter for the Reds um, because after that, kind of they, they had to take him out and the bullpen didn't do a great job. So that was really the big turning point. Drew Rasmussen ended up coughing up few runs. He allowed a home run to Kurt Casale and then to Mike Moustakis uh, later on. Um, Brewers ended up putting two more on in the ninth, but wasn't able to, uh, weren't able to come back. So the Brewers fell that one six to three. Woodruff looked pretty good, I'd say, and kind of a case of getting around that third time through the order, which has been a little bit of his, his enemy getting through the third time through the order. It's come a little bit earlier in some of his earlier starts uh, where he coughs up runs in the fourth or fifth even. Uh, so this one was a little bit better, but still weren't able to get the win. Woodruff actually fell to two and five on the year. I know that wins and losses are not a huge stat, but I think it is a little bit telling that Woodruff has not been able to get more than two wins. And I, I'm pretty sure the Brewers are actually five and seven in his starts this year. So I, I think that's something to look at. But at the same time, Woodruff is still one of their best pitchers, probably their second best this year. I don't think that that's really, uh, really something that you need to be overly concerned about going into next season. But either way, Woodruff falls to two and five. Brewers unable to get the win on Monday in the series opener against the Reds. So heading into Tuesday, they really needed to win uh, at least one of the three games in the series. And you don't want to fall down 2-0 in the series. Uh, and have to try to salvage one game on Wednesday. So they were able to come through on Tuesday. They won 3-2. That was a big win. Brett Anderson made the start, went his pretty usual six innings, two runs. He's actually been a pleasant surprise for the Brewers. He hasn't been great, but he's been consistently not bad. Six innings, two runs, one earned, seven strikeouts, no walk. Seven strikeouts is pretty monumental for Brett Anderson, who had the worst strikeout rate in all of baseball among qualifying pitchers last year. Devin Williams with his usual two innings, five Ks, no runs, no hits. And Hayter ended up uh, shutting the door in the ninth uh, with, a, with a perfect inning. 
I would say overall it was a very strong performance all around. Eric Sogard had two hits in an RBI, um, and, and Orlando Arcia had a, a big sack fly, so that tied the game in the seventh, and then Sogard's double ended up giving the Brewers the lead, um, so a, a big big game there, taking the game two from the Reds, so they were able to get to Sonny Gray, five innings, one run, and then TJ Antone, who's uh, a young reliever for them, but has been pretty successful so far in the in the season. Uh, he was the one who eventually coughed up the lead there in the seventh inning. Brewers able to take game two, uh, headed into the rubber match of the series. Trevor Bauer, he went on short rest, and he dominated. Bauer went eight innings, one run, four hits, 12 strikeouts. Wade Miley pitched an inning of relief for the Reds, a former Brewer. Hauser was not great again which is unfortunate to see, but can't say it was such a surprise because he's been very inconsistent or overall not good really throughout this this shortened season. Four and a third, four runs, three earned. Claudio came in in relief, allowed a couple of runs, and that, that kind of sealed it because they were already down uh, 6-1 by that point. Uh, Brewers unable to really make any noise uh, from an offensive side of things. Keston here with a key throwing error. It was a routine ground ball up the middle. He was uh, positioned there on a shift, and then he just threw it about five feet off the bag. Jerko unable to make the scoop. Uh, that ended up costing them a run. So kind of a sloppy game all around. Brewers only were able to tally up five hits. Obviously, Garcia had a nice night with three hits, but unfortunately, they weren't able to come through, and so the Brewers end up falling game three, six to one to Cincinnati. So headed into this uh, big series against the Cardinals, the standings are looking extremely tight across the National League. Brewers sitting at 27 and 28 right now. I think yesterday was the sixth time that they've entered a game at 500 and they haven't been able to win any of them. So they haven't actually been above 500 this whole year, even though they have been 500 for a number of games. St. Louis is sitting at 27 and 26 right now, uh, so they're a game ahead of the Brewers. The Reds are sitting at 29 and 28, and the Brewers at 27 and 28, like I said. So this really could be anyone's anyone's um, playoff spot. The Cubs basically have the division locked up, but who will get the second spot in the division is a, a big question mark because whoever gets the second spot uh, will be the five or the six seed, uh, and so they'll have to play um, either San Diego or Atlanta or Chicago, which is definitely an easier matchup than uh, what would likely happen otherwise, at least one of the teams getting the eight seed and having to play the Dodgers in the first round. Not def Definitely not something that you want to do if you can avoid. It is three games, so anything can happen, but at the same time, the Dodgers are still the best team in baseball, and you don't want to face them if you don't have to. But a look at some of the other teams uh, within the National League. Miami is sitting at 28 and 28, and Philadelphia at 28 and 29. So those are the two teams that are kind of fighting for second place in the NL East along with a playoff spot, like the Brewers, Reds, and Cardinals. And San Francisco is 28 and 27, and they're also in that spot. Although in that case, San Diego has locked up the two second spot in the division. The Dodgers have clinched. So if the playoffs were to begin today, the Dodgers uh, would be the one seed, followed by Atlanta, Chicago, San Diego. 
and then the five seed would be St. Louis, six Miami, seven Cincinnati, and eight San Francisco. San Francisco sitting at 28 and 27. Um, and so the Brewers are going to really need to win at least three out of five with St. Louis, but even that um, might not cut it because if they go, uh, if they win three out of five, it'll put them at 500. The Brewers uh, do not have the tie break with Cincinnati. Cincinnati would take that uh, over, over the Brewers. And so you can't really depend on only winning three out of five. It would tie the Brewers with the Cardinals. And sorry, but I'm not 100% sure who takes the tie break in that one. A little bit of some more um, tie break rules that are unique to this year. And so you kind of want to win four out of five if you can. But three out of five puts them in a difficult spot. Again, the Giants also you'd have to bank on losing uh, at least three out of five. Um, and Philadelphia, who they've been slumping big time. Miami has not been great. They're kind of hanging on. But one of those teams will make the playoffs in the NL East as the two spot. And then it's definitely possible that one of them could get a wild card spot. So right now we're looking at the Phillies and the Brewers being the two that are on the outside looking in. But that could change. I mean, we have one weekend of baseball left. And Brewers could have a big series against the Cardinals, or they could struggle. And if they struggle, they, they kind of decide their own fate, which is nice in a way, uh, although it does make it a little bit more difficult to be a fan. Um, the nice thing is you don't have to depend on other teams beating the Cardinals. The Reds, they kind of had their opportunity. They weren't able to make up any ground on them. <clears throat> they weren't able to make up any ground on them. And the Cardinals only have, uh, excuse me, the Reds only have three games left, and they will be playing Minnesota. Uh, some of the other teams, Philadelphia plays Tampa Bay, which Tampa Bay already clinched a division, so they don't have as much to play for outside of maybe a little bit of better seeding. Um, but they are still a good team, so Philadelphia, a little bit of a tougher match there. Miami plays Atlanta. Atlanta's fighting for uh, some seeding uh, as well as they're neck and neck with the Cubs. And then San Francisco plays Colorado. We'll see how things shake up, but it, it will be an interesting weekend. You know, we can't really say, like, I can't, there's not really, I mean, if I were to project, uh, predict what will happen, I would have to say that I would guess the Brewers will be on the outside looking in, just because of the spot they're in right now. I would guess that the Cardinals will get the two spot in the division, and then the Reds and the Giants will be the ones that make it to the postseason as the wild card spots, but I really can't forecast and say because it's it's one series everyone's all uh clumped together and it's it's you know you can't really say but looking ahead towards this Cardinals series uh so tonight on Thursday Corbin Burns will be going for the Brewers and this is a really a big game they need to get out and uh win the first game of the series and get ahead possibly tie up the Reds again Corbin Burns will be facing uh Kwang Hyung Kim Kim's been excellent all year uh, Burns pitched very well against the Cardinals again last weekend, and this will be kind of his last bid at the Cy Young. It seems unlikely since Trevor Bauer um, is now in the ERA lead. Bauer's thrown more innings. Bauer's been excellent this year. DeGrom is also there. Um, he's He's been great, but the Brewers really need to win today's game. Uh, they can't really fall the two games below 500 unless they win out the rest of the series, which you really can't depend on winning four straight. Uh, the first game of the doubleheader on Friday 
which is a makeup of August 2nd game that was canceled. Jack Flaherty, who they teed off on actually last week at Miller Park, will be facing a good old TBD. Seems likely that Josh Lindblom will start one of the games of the doubleheader, but they haven't announced that yet. Um, and as far as pitching matchups go, there's not really much determined. Daniel Ponce de Leon will be going in the nightcap of that doubleheader, but again, TBD for the Brewers. Uh, we will see Woodruff at some point. Um, probably he will be on Saturday, so the Brewers might actually have to bullpen on Friday in um, in one of the games of the doubleheader, or they may even call someone up and make a spot start. I think it's more likely, though, that we see like a Suter Peralta um, Yardley mix like we've seen already, and Brett Anderson will be going on Sunday uh, against TBD for the Cardinals. That that game, um, the, the last game of the year, will kind of decide the Brewers' fate if they do keep the series close. It'll be an interesting weekend of baseball. We don't really know what's going to happen, but I'm excited to cover it. Thanks for tuning into this uh, shortened episode. Sorry if I'm a little bit sound a little bit tired in my voice. It's actually uh, about 5.30 a.m. local time that I'm recording this, um, but I appreciate you guys for listening, tuning into the bonus episode. I hope you guys are really excited, just like I am, to see what the Brewers uh, are able to do over this last week. I have to say I'm a little bit nervous as well as excited, but either way, uh, we will we will see the Brewers playing the most important series of the year. And we don't really get it very often where the Brewers are able to decide their own fate at the end of the year, uh, whether or not they make it to the postseason. So that's definitely something that I'm excited about. And I'll be looking forward to watching some Brewers baseball this week. I'm excited and go Brewers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bleeding Blue and Yellow podcast. We'd appreciate if you subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Make sure to check out our blog at bleedingblueandyellow.wordpress.com and connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Brewers Podcast.